Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 1 to 38 of the JB Sism Show. And my friends, in today's episode, we're talking about the five ways reading novels will make you a better writer. Do you have a message to share and wonder, how do I get heard? Broadcasting from the beautiful lakes of Minnesota and the Twin Cities, welcome to the JB Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now, here's your host, Jason Sism. And taking everything to the next level is what I love to do best each and every week here at jbsism.com. Well, my friends, welcome to today's episode. And if this is the first time you're here, welcome. I'm glad to be recording once again. And you know what? I find that there are usually two types of people. Those who read fiction and those who read only nonfiction. But what if I told you that reading fiction will not only make you a better writer, but it will expand your mind to new ideas? Well, my friends, in today's episode, we're talking about the art of reading and why we should be reading every day. So whether you read a good beach book like James Patterson's novels or a thought-provoking true-to-life story, there is plenty to learn from all of these fiction books you might be ignoring. So my friends, sit back and enjoy today's show. back behind the microphone yet again and I've got to tell you that my <laughs> my recording equipment got all messed up so if my voice sounds a little bit different today that's because I had to reset everything and um, I'm not sure if I like the way this sounds we'll see what it does in the next um, recording I may end up tweaking the audio a little bit more uh, but I do want to say that it is fun to be recording again, and I'm glad to be back behind, or back on the saddle, I should say. I took several months off, and if you go back and listen to episode 136, I want to say, 136, uh, you're going to find out all the reasons why I stopped recording for nearly two months, and and before that, I was only releasing about an episode a month. So there's actually a lot to be said uh, for that. But uh, I, I'm i kind of excited because three weeks ago, I'm on week four, almost four weeks ago now, I got a brand new planner. This planner is made by a company called This Is My Era. It's $19 on Amazon. I have a link over at uh, jbcism.com forward slash 136. You can actually purchase it there. I have a link to the Amazon store for that. jbcism.com forward slash 136. And this planner has helped me become a little bit more effective in getting, getting everything done and pursuing my goals, which that's one of the things we're talking about today. We're talking about goals and we're talking about reading. And I made a goal earlier this year that I wanted to read about 20 books for the year. 
And it's it's no secret to my family, it's no secret to my friends that I love to read. And in fact, this year alone, I've read over 11 books since January 1. That is huge. 11 books since January 1. That is awesome. And my goal is by December 31st, my goal is to have read at least 10 more books which will make a total of 21 books read for 2018. Now, that seems like a lot, but I am on par to getting that done. I'm currently reading two books right now, and um, I kind of tend to listen to one book, and I tend to read another book. And yes, you can count listening to an audiobook as reading a book. Anybody who tells you otherwise is wrong. But I find that the more I read, the more that I find beauty in in my life, the more I find fresh ideas that I that I can infuse into my daily life. One of the things I read recently from Michael Hyatt's book, Best Year Ever, uh, he said this, if you want to grow, you need to change your limiting beliefs into liberating truths and and stop navel-gazing, and and really look up and look at what you want to accomplish. And and I got to tell you, that's what I've done. And and so anyway, this, this planner, I want to go back to this planner here. I, I've really started writing everything down that I want to accomplish every day, whether it's scheduling a, uh, a podcast or, or writing a blog post or... Um, editing parts of a book or painting the deck or going and running this errand. It, it, it's helping me stay a little bit more organized, which, gosh, I need to stay more organized. But it's also helped me being able to read more often because I, I sit down and I actually write out that I need to read every single day. And not that I don't want to fall down on my reading, but it happens. You know, if you set out a goal to read every day, 15, maybe 30 minutes a day, and and, and you set that goal, but then you all of a sudden find out that, well, you're not reading at all and you start slacking. If you have a planner and you write it down, you're forcing your brain to actually think through what it is you have to do for the day. And and if you write down you got to read, you're going to have that back in the back of your mind saying you got to read something today. You got to do some devotions today. It's a, it's a habit that you got to get into. And so if you write it down, it's got to get done and I like seeing those check marks at the end of the day. Um, there are times that I do end up carrying stuff forward to the next day, but I like seeing those finished check marks and and so I find beauty in reading, I find beauty and fresh ideas to infuse into my daily life. And so I write these daily ideas down into a journal. I write them down into um, my daily planner and, and it helps me stay focused. And that's what reading, that's what reading does. Now, today, we're really talking about why reading novels is going to make you a better writer. Now, out of all of the books I've read this year, I've, I told you I read 11 books this year so far. Three quarters of the books that I've read this year 
are fiction. Three quarters of the books that I've read are fiction. And, and if you're a writer, reading fiction will keep you energized. It'll help you finish your work in progress. But whether you're reading fiction or whether you're reading nonfiction, I hope that today's episode is really going to help fire your imagination because I want you to start reading and I want you to start finding a way to get more books into your daily time and into your daily life. And so that's what I want to move into next year. give you a a tip today uh, because if you're if you're somebody who is finding a hard time getting more books into your daily life I want to give you a tip that's going to help you actually start reading more and that uh, that is one thing called audiobooks now I, I made a comment at the opening of the show that yes you can use audiobooks um, as an excuse for reading. Now, a lot of people will say, well, that's not really reading. It really is reading. And and I got to tell you, it's reading for the mind. It's reading for the ears. And you can actually still apply a lot of what you take and learn from an audiobook and use it in your daily life. Uh, that Michael Hyatt quote I read to you, uh, the Michael Hyatt quote, I said this, If you want to change your life, change your limiting beliefs into liberating truths. And I said that was from chapter three of Michael Hyatt's best year ever book. Now, I have Michael Hyatt's best year ever book. I have the hardcover book. I bought it, but I also bought the audio book and and I've read the book. Now I'm actually reading um, with my ears the audio book of this um, powerful book by Michael Hyatt. And and it's changing the way I'm thinking. And so I, I I started listening to this book a few days ago. I'm about halfway through the book. And that's the great thing about audiobooks is you can actually listen to a book. If you're driving, you can listen to a book. If you're uh, sitting or working out at the gym, you can listen to a book. Whatever you need to do to listen and get more reading time in, you can do that with audiobooks. And and listening to audio is really easy. You plug in your headphones, you stick them into your ears, you push play, and off you go. Now, one of the apps that I love to use for audiobooks is an app called Audible. Now, audible.com is owned by Amazon. And the great thing is, if you have a Kindle and you have an audible.com account and you buy the, the Kindle book and you buy the audiobook, the two sync up and... And it'll say, you last listened to this page. Would you like to go there now on your Kindle? You click yes, and boom, you're right where you left off on your audiobook. Or if you go to the audiobook and you're in the car, it says, your furthest read page is here. Would you like to go there now? You click yes, and boom, your audio picks up right where you left off. And so you can have the best of both worlds, of both reading and audio. And I love the audible.com app. I downloaded the Audible app onto my phone I have several books on there. I've listened to a lot of books, and it's a lot of fun. Now, I have a a special deal for um 
for my listeners, if if you go to jbcism.com, jbcism.com forward slash audible, uh, you're going to get a, a free trial with audible.com. I think it's a 30-day trial. Uh, it's either a 15-day or a 30-day trial. I can't remember right now. Hold on. Let me look it up. Okay. Yeah, I was right. So here's what you get. You get 30 days of membership for free, plus you get one free audiobook. After that, it is $14.95 a month. So $14.95 a month after the first 30 days. So you get 30 days of free membership. You get one credit for any audiobook that you want, regardless of the price. Uh, you can listen to it on an ad-free premium audio platform. You can listen to it offline. And here's the best part. You own the library. You get to keep the book even if you cancel. Now, full disclosure, um, I do get a commission off of this. Uh, it's a special gift that I can give all of my listeners. I can give you a free audio book. So you can download your favorite novel. You can download Michael Hyatt's Best Year Ever. Um, maybe someday whenever I do audiobooks, you can download one of mine. But here's the thing. It's a free 30-day trial. You get one audiobook. You get to keep it uh, as my gift to you. And and if you have a membership with them, you also get 30% off an exclusive membership savings. And you get special discounts if you want to buy books. Now, every 30 days you get, here's the best part, every 30 days you get an audiobook. So for $14 a month, you can have one book a month, and it's actually a fantastic, fantastic deal. So so go to jbcism.com forward slash audible, jbcism.com forward slash audible, and, and you're going to get this beautiful, beautiful book for free as my way of saying thank you. Now I made a, I made a comment earlier um, with Michael Hyatt's book. Uh, it's a great book. If you wanna if you wanna read it, you can use the Audible subscription to listen to Michael Hyatt's uh, book, Your Best Year Ever. Um, but he he did make this comment to change your limiting beliefs into liberating truths. Change your limiting beliefs into liberating truths. Now now what do I mean by that? Uh, so for today's um, Christian concept or leader corner, whatever you want to call it, I don't know what to call this portion of the show. It's a new thing that I'm doing. I want to give you kind of a what we're going to do, a, a little tip for the week, and then I uh, a truth. I might call it the, the truth section of the show. I don't know what I'm going to call it. Uh, if you want to f- tell me what you want the name of this middle section of the show, uh, go to jbcism.com forward slash jbcism.com forward slash 138 and tell me in the comments section what you want this uh, to be. I like the idea of Christian concepts. I also like the idea of um, uh, the leader's corner, whatever, you know, I've done them both. I've kind of come full circle. I started with this years ago on this podcast and now I'm kind of coming back full circle on doing a three-part show. Uh, But anyway, uh, go to jbcism.com forward slash 138 and tell me what you would like this middle section 
of the show to be called, um, and we'll kind of go from, go from there. Uh, but Michael Hyatt said, change your limiting beliefs into liberating truths. Now, now, what do I mean by that? We all know Martin Luther King Jr. was instrumental for his time. He he was the person of the year, 1964. He got the Nobel uh, Peace Prize. Um, he wrote the famous letter from Birmingham Jail. A few months later, then he led the march on to Washington, attended by over 200,000 people, and it was there at the 100th anniversary of Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation that he gave his stirring address, I have a dream, and, and, and he galvanized the nationwide support for the Civil Rights Movement. Now, he had... A lot of people who had these limiting beliefs. Now, Michael Hyatt says a limiting belief is a misunderstanding of the present that shortchanges our future. And um, Dr. King was surrounded by these limiting beliefs. And, and, and he said this, he goes, you know, the civil rights movement is asking for too much and it's too fast. That was a limiting belief. The movement is stirring up unnecessary trouble. Or nonviolence won't move the needle. Armed resistance is needed. Uh, white people won't change. Radical reconciliation is impossible. Racism is ingrained into our culture. We will never change that. We will never change the law. Those were the limiting beliefs of the time. And, and they really didn't believe it. Now the thing is, we all know... that nonviolence did move the needle. We all know that white people did change. We all know that racism is no longer really ingrained into our culture, though some may say it is. But really, a limiting belief is a misunderstanding of the present that short changes our future. And in other words, we need to change our mindset, we need to change and revise our beliefs. You know, so so maybe personally, you have this idea of, well, maybe I'm not good enough. I can't write. I can't um, be creative. I, I always quit everything I try. You know, I want you to do this. I want you to take the time, sit down and write down what your limiting beliefs are confront them and realize that you can actually change your thinking you have to recognize your limiting belief so in other words if you say well i always quit but maybe you write down here's here is Here's my transformative truth. Here is my liberating truth. Maybe your limiting belief is I, I always quit. But the liberating truth is with the help of a daily planner, I can always succeed. See how it changes your mindset? Or maybe you say, well, I'm not very good with money. That's a limiting belief. Or, but maybe you write down and you say, I'm going to choose to save 
of every dollar that I make. So not only are you creating a new habit, you're also changing your limiting beliefs. And so if if we change our limiting beliefs and we and we turn them into liberating truths, we are going to begin to change the direction of our life. And if we begin to change the direction of our life, I have to tell you this, you're going to see something completely and radically transform within your mind. And so that's what reading does for you. Reading actually helps you engage with this idea that you can change. So in other words, if you're a writer, reading will keep you energized to help you finish your work in progress. But whether you're reading fiction or whether you're reading nonfiction, like Michael Hyatt's Your Best Year Ever, I want to give you today five important reasons reading novels will make you a better writer. Now, uh, I was just talking about limiting beliefs, and one of them that Michael Hyatt wrote in his book is, you know, I can't write. But if you say, you know, I can write, and and I, I, I can write as best as I humanly can, you know, that's, that's a liberating truth. You know, we have the power to change our thinking. And, and reading is one of these things that really fires the imagination. And reading is one of the, these things that really can help you tap into something that is deep on the inside of you. So I want to give you five important reasons reading novels or books, you know, you can change it to just books, will make you a better writer. So here we go. Let's jump right in here. Number one, novels fire a dormant imagination. So it sets a fire to a dormant imagination. Now, let me ask you this question. And maybe you're like me. Have you ever sat down to write only to find that your mind is blank and all of those wonderful ideas that you have have just vanished into thin air? Well, I know I have. And and that's when I sit down and I really begin to read and I grab a novel and I reignite my missing imagination. And that's one of the things I love about novels is novels actually help fire the imagination. They, they spark the juices and they get them flowing again. I have my bookshelf behind me here in my office and I have them filled with novels. I have Tom Clancy novels. I have John Grisham, Ted Decker, uh, James Patterson. I have a bunch of other random authors uh, like Dan Brown or Stephen Lawhead, uh, uh, J.R. Tolkien. I have um, Stephen King. I have Bill Myers. You know, I, I have a plethora of different authors, and that's only just a portion of the books. I have a whole bunch more in, in my uh, built-in shelves um, in, inside my closet. I have another bookshelf that is filled with um, some of my wife's favorite books. Um, and I have a bunch of teaching books and nonfiction books. You know, so reading fires the imagination. So if you're finding yourself stuck and, 
and lacking in these thoughts, grab a book and and reignite your imagination. Now, on this last uh, this last Monday, I released a blog post, which I, I skipped a week on anything on the blog because it was going to be a podcast episode, but then I decided to leave it as a blog post, and it just wasn't fitting, so I had to go back and redo it. So that's why you didn't get anything last week. So you get two things this week. But anyway, on Monday's blog post, I I talked about finding a muse, you know, M-U-S-E, a muse to get you thinking again. Because really nothing is worse than having nothing to write about. That's frustrating, especially if you're a writer. But maybe you've been trying to figure out a scene or you're working on a piece of your book and your favorite author has already written something similar, go pick up that book, find the scene, and reread it. Here's the thing. You're going to be completely amazed at how simple it might be to figure out that one missing piece that you've been needing. So if you're struggling with something in your book and you need that imagination to fire again, pick up a novel, start reading again, and get those juices flowing because getting the imagination out of out of your box is going to do it for you. Now you can always uh, maybe put on um, an audio book, you know, again, jbcism.com forward slash audio, get your free audio book, but put on a pair of earphones, go for a walk out in the world and listen to an audio book, get that imagination firing. So uh, number one is novels fire a dormant imagination. Number two, novels can reveal our own character flaws. Can you believe that? Novels can fire and and reveal, not fire, our character flaws. You know, we all know that fiction is, well, (laughs) fiction is fiction. But how many times have you been watching a movie or, or reading a book that seems too legit to be considered fiction? Well, in the writing world, we call these stories true-to-life fiction, or we even call them based on a true story. And sometimes in reading a novel, you can begin to look at your own life, and you can begin to see the parallels between your character, what they're going through, and your life. Uh, Best-selling author Ted Decker said it best this way. He said, every story we write has to be about transformation. Your main character cannot be the same when the book ends. Likewise, write your own story and bleed onto the page. So in other words, what he's saying is here, when we read fiction, we, the author, are holding nothing back. Our lives can be radically changed when we read fiction. And I know several fiction books that have altered my perception of God. Uh, Take the Left Behind series, for instance, or some of Ted Decker's books like the uh, Black, Red, and White trilogy, fantastic trilogy. They help me change my perception of God. They uh, Some books have helped me draw closer to my family. Um, and the and one of them is a, a Vow to Cherish, which is a, a really, really good book. I can't remember who it's by, but um, it's a book that really shows you the love 
of a husband and wife. And it's a great book. It's a it's a very powerful book. Huh? Uh, Billy Graham Association actually turned it into a movie. Uh, but the thing is, it'll help you draw closer to your family. Uh, you can even see your own flaws when you read books because you can be like, well, I can identify why that character is so ticked off or why they're so happy. You know, and the reason why is because the author who wrote the book has left nothing behind. They bled out with their words onto the page. They wanted to get it all out and get it all down because they knew that their words could change lives. And likewise, number three, daily reading will help you learn and grow. Now, I know this point echoes the previous one that I made, but when we decide to take up the daily habit of reading, we not only expand our own horizons, but we can actually influence our daily life. Authors write to entertain. I mean, maybe do you agree with that? Authors write to entertain. They write to educate. They write to inspire the reader to take some kind of action. And that action can come out in numerous ways. But here's the deal. Since we're writers, that action should be... Let me, let me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> because we're writers... The action of reading should be taking what we've learned from all of our reading and applying it to the page that we're actively writing. You learn all the time from what you write and you learn all the time from what you read. And when we read something that fires our imagination, that helps us grow, that helps us learn, we can actually take it and apply it to the page and let it be there to change somebody's life. And let me say this. You cannot be a writer if you are not first a reader. And I can't say that any stronger. Writers must read. They cannot be allowed to write effectively. And they're not going to change lives if they're not readers. And readers want their lives to be changed. But you have to become a reader. Your life must be changed first. And, and here's the deal. When we take the time to read daily, we're altering our minds to accept things that can radically influence our writing. And, and remember this, that if you read garbage books, you're going to produce garbage books. But if you read something that is transformative and something that is going to stretch not only our imagination, but stretch our thought life, you're going to be on the road to learning and growing, and you're going to be able to bleed onto the page, and you're going to be able to change lives with the words that you write. So, take that for what it's worth. Number four, novels can teach you about society. Now, I think this point, I think it really ring, rings true with today's society. I think most authors decide to write what's happening in the here and now. Now, I, 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 I write more historical fiction, so I don't necessarily write what's happening now. But if there's a civil unrest in society, a novelist may write something that shows that same unrest and how we can be a better person in its midst. See, society offers a plethora of ideas for us to write about. We just have to open our eyes and, and see it. And I think if we're reading novels, 
reading books, these books can bring those ideas to light. And when you read something that's current or something that's relevant to the times in which we live, we can actually affect change in generations to come. Think about Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. It's one of those books that has stood the test of time and it has changed people's lives and people's perception of the government. She wrote about what was happening in her time, but it rings true today. And the reason is, is because if you ring true what's happening today, it's going to be current in the future. Uh, Number five, and this is the final point I'm going to make today, reading books causes your desire to write to expand. Face it, my friends, as a writer, if I read a really, really good book, it's going to inspire me to pull out of my, my, my zone of comfort and get my legal pad out and start writing down something. And I think this is why I, I've even started journaling. And, and this planner that I opened up about, you can r- listen about the planner on uh, episode number 136. I talk about this planner that I'm using. But this is why I started journaling. I wanted to be able to tap into how I'm feeling on a particular day. And, and I get to write down what I'm thankful for. I get to write down what my accomplishments are. I get to write down the things that I've learned or the things I need to follow up on. And, and the reason is because I want that to influence my story sometime when I sit down and write. And reading allows me to not only be entertained, but it gives me the tools that I need to fulfill my dream and perfect my craft of writing. And I think any writer is going to tell you that writing is hard work. But I think taking the time to learn, taking the time to grow, and taking the time to expand the mind is completely worth its weight in gold. So let me ask you this question before uh, our time wraps up here. What are you currently reading and how is it affecting your writing journey? Well, my friends, answer that question over at jbcism.com forward slash 138. jbcism.com forward slash 138. Leave a comment there. Tell me what you're currently reading and how it is affecting your writing journey. My friends, it is always a joy and a privilege to be sitting down and recording an episode. I hope the audio quality sounded pretty good today. I had to reset all of my audio, but that's okay. I'll listen to it, and we'll see what happens next week. All right, my friends, God bless. Have a great one. Tell somebody about the show and find more information about me on my website. All right, my friends, get out there, get your legal pads, start writing, and create stories to change lives. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the JB Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbsism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbsism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life.